Hello Probers and welcome to But It Was Aliens. Welcome! The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we look at aliens, UFOs, astrobiology and dirty little sex Jiminy Cricket perverts to determine for the safety of humanity whether we really are being visited by aliens. If you're new to the show, I'm your lead prober this week, Kevin the Grey, and with me is today's assistant prober, Granville Moonwalker. Tell the people what we do, Mooney. We capture aliens, we probe these bastards before they probe us, we uncover lying little bitches with their stories about aliens that aren't true, especially the terrible ones, aka Tiger King, is a prick, and Tiger King. <laughs> it's not even Tiger King, is it? Tiger Ring. That's it, that's because you know. Ah. The Ring Beast, Stanley so, Tiger Romanik. Take that back, Tiger King is a beast. <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin. And Tiger Ring can go fuck himself. Maybe we can get him eaten by tigers. That's what we do. <laughs> so today we are visiting the Pentagon. Not for the first time. For Abizio. Mm, first time on record. For those of you unaware, the Pentagon is America's defense headquarters and is located in Virginia. That's Virginia, not Virginia. <laughs> near to Washington. DC in the United States of America. You know when we went to the Pentagon before? Mm-hmm. When it wasn't on record? Yes. How long did it take you to run round it? To run round it? Mm. Oh, Was I didn't know. I part didn't have your training. No, I was already fit enough. They didn't need to make me lose weight. Kinda hurt by that. <laughs> it's fine, they made me do the bulk out workouts. Look. <laughs> I ended this lockdown at 15 stone. (laughs) That's a lie. 15 and a half. Now 14 and a half. I'm not happy about it. They made you go down, they made me go up, son. (laughs) Valiant 4 was mentioned in Strangers at the Pentagon, a 1967 book by Frank E. Strangers. Thor was suggested, truthfully, to be a delegate of the High Council. This council had VIP status at the Pentagon between 1957 and 1960 to discuss concerns around the Cold War and development of nuclear arms. So let's jump into the start of this file. Um, you say Valiant 4. Yep. If this isn't 4 with the hammer mill new, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. It's not alien. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I've got some pretty convincing evidence on this one, son. I want to see Thunder Gods and everything. What are Thor's but powers other than, obviously, the... He's the god of thunder. Well, yeah, but what can he do other than being super strong and whatnot and having the hammer and the command of thunder and lightning, mainly lightning? You make it sound like that's not enough. It's not enough. I'm about to blow your mind with some crazy <laughs> shit. Okay. Right, so mind off. bullets! <laughs> Of four. That's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> Why were the aliens concerned with the Cold War? Because aliens are peaceful, fool. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want us to destroy ourselves. Yeah. You sure about that? <laughs> the good ones. Okay. Let me hear more. Tell me more. That was Granville. Valiant. Tell me why! 
Sorry, continue. Valiant Thor arrived on Earth via unidentified flying object, the Victor One, landing in Virginia on March the 16th, 1957, with his crew of three others, Jill, Don and Tanya. The four-man crew were met by two officers with their weapons drawn. Was Tanya a man? No. Then that's not a four-man crew. Sorry. Four-person crew, I apologise. There we go. (laughs) You're a champion of the people. I'll give you that. Damn straight. After some telepathic kung fu, the police officers contacted their superiors, who then contacted the Pentagon. Thor had convinced them, without saying a word, that the visitors meant no harm. A meeting was arranged with the Secretary of Defence. So basically, Thor is not a hammer-wielding god, but is actually an Obi-Wan Kenobi-like Jedi. These are not the droids you are looking for. I was just thinking, when you said telepathic kung fu, I was like, did he use the force? (laughs) He used the force. Alien Jedis. Yep. Ooh. Hell yeah. Sorry? So this is 1960s? Yeah. Well, actually, no. 57, I think I said. Okay, so it's before Star Wars. Yes. Is this where George Lucas got the idea for Star Wars? Maybe. Or the Force itself? Could be. We'll have to ask him. I think it's impossible to mention Star Wars and not do that. I haven't done that. Shut up. (laughs) Thor was above six feet tall and of a moderate complexion with dark, wavy hair. Oh, definitely Mm. not Thunder God Thor. He was said to resemble humans very closely but was somehow more handsome. Unless he's got his hair. Thor's intergalactic species was more intellectually capable and a peaceful civilization. Another peculiar feature of Thor's was that he left no fingerprints. Not sure if that is something that you would expect from an alien, because... What, fingerprints? Yeah. Well, I suppose they could evolve smooth features. I mean, in any film that you've seen in an alien civilization, where alien civilizations are based, or there's Mm. been a crime or anything, do they go for fingerprints? Well, I guess the point here is that he's very human-like, except for he doesn't have fingerprints, and he's weirdly handsome. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Is he weirdly handsome, or is this guy turned on by him? (laughs) Possibly both. (laughs) Also, it reminds me a little bit of the um, film Seven, the dude who cuts his fingertips off to evade capture. Mm-hmm. So he may have a psychotic killer or a peaceful alien god of thunder <laughs> on our hands here. Which way is it? <laughs> I love that film. <laughs> well, I have a photo of Thor for you, good sir. Ooh. If you could browse this, Thor is the gentleman on the right of the image you're about to see holding papers. Look at this handsome bastard. Um, Your lip quivered. It's not what I expected. No? And Look at the man be... beside him, longing for him. He's not. <laughs> it's it's more of a look of... Hey. What the hell are you talking about? Of all the pictures... Is this the only picture of him? No. 
is there a picture that actually shows his height? Because if he's above seven foot tall... He is leant forward here, and you'll notice that he is at head height of the person standing straight. Yeah, but I could be at the head height of someone... How do you know they're standing? You might be <laughs> sitting down. Look, you, you can see the chair. Hold on. <laughs> Look at his ear. It's a really small ear, isn't it? Kev, it's an ear. Yeah, it's a really small ear. Humans wouldn't have an ear that small. Look at it. Look at it. Just look at it. All I'm saying is sitting down and he's leaning forward. That man is raising his eyebrow at him because he can't believe and how small he that is ear is. And not handsome. Says you of your raging boner. Nope. Not handsome. So you find him handsome, anyway. Once four had convinced the Defence Secretary of Circumstances... What circumstances? <coughs> ...that he's come from another planet. Okay. To help. <laughs> he was accompanied through an underground tunnel via train to meet with the US President Eisenhower and Vice President Richard Nixon. Pretty much every police force known to the USA had become involved at this point and were fighting over who would accompany Thor. Thor dismissed all with his Jedi mind tricks and passed through security posts pretty much unaccompanied. Once arriving at the end of the tunnel, of course, security did accompany Thor. In meeting Eisenhower, Thor would explain that he and his group were from Venus and had come to tell Eisenhower that the world was in a precarious situation. If the US progressed towards war, this would lead to the economic ruin of the world. Thor's ultimate purpose here was to prevent nuclear war and help mankind return to the Lord. I'm just going to give you a second to process all that. Because I've just uh, woke you. Yeah, you are. Are you awake? If anything, like at the start, I was more intrigued. Now I'm just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> what? Why is it always from Venus? In fashion. And aliens believing in God mm -hmm. is odd to me. Because... As we know it, God didn't create other planets, are you suggesting? No. The fact that we're led to believe that we're the only ones on... Maybe that's all we can yeah. handle. Yeah. Maybe we've misinterpreted the good word. God told us that he created the universe. We took it to mean that we're the universe. Okay, so who wrote this book? This is a book. Someone's trying to convince everyone that we need to stop war and praise God. I'd just like to suggest at this point that we didn't actually fully go to war. Exactly. Thor saved us? Nope. Right, so as Thor pushed out his hand to shake that of Eisenhower's, the security services all drew their weapons until Eisenhower gestured them away with a nod. It's because he knew it was a handshake. <laughs> not an idiot. So we would next learn that Thor was one of the leaders of Venus and was visiting under directions from the Venusian Central Control chosen specifically to make contact with humans. Thor's first words to Eisenhower were I come from a planet where the Bible calls the morning and the evening star. Venus? Eisenhower replied. Yes sir, said Thor. Conversation went on and Eisenhower asked for proof that Thor was from Venus. Thor asked Eisenhower Mom, you want to come to my ship? Please don't tell me he actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> Eisenhower declined. Mm. So basically, 
basically Eisenhower didn't call Thor's bluff. Or maybe Eisenhower escaped being kidnapped. Who knows? I think at that point he realised if I go with this guy, some shady stuff is going to happen <laughs> to me. I am the President of the United States. I need to be here and not be kidnapped by some weirdo that wants to wee on me. I'd just like to add in here that I may have taken a slight liberty with that. (laughs) (laughs) He asked him back to the ship. Mm, You want to come to my ship? My shiny man cave? Even so, if he just said, you want to come back to my ship, I would have said yes, as long as my Secret Service come and would have gone. Mm. Not just gone, you and him together. Because if he had a problem with that, that's sketchy. If he just says, yeah, sure, Mm. and they all go, then that could be proof. And a leader of Venus. Yep. Mm. They sent a leader, Mm. not just a skivvy. Well, he's smart for refusing the invitation. So next up, Nixon came into the room, and Thor would later say that he found Nixon to be very witty and proficient. (laughs) Thor would go on to tell Nixon that Earth had been under observation for hundreds of years before the bomb blasts of 1945 necessitated some deeper thought and action. The US decided that Thor needed to stay and so they put him up in a swanky, fully furnished man cave apartment back in the Pentagon for three years. Thor had given it three years to get the USA on board with his suggestions. So... So... Were they really keeping him there, like, on the basis of, we need your help? Or was that them secretly keeping him prisoner? I mean, was he able to just freely go where he wanted and go to his ship? Not as far as they were concerned. So basically, yeah, he's there. They're making him stay. So in essence, I guess he's a prisoner. A prisoner in luxury, but a prisoner nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Just go. (laughs) I'm on board, let's go. I'm not, let's go. (laughs) But I am, really. The USA was more interested in Thor's technology than his message of peace and Mm, love. There it is. (laughs) They wanted to keep him around to study the Venusians. Of particular interest was Thor's uniform, which consisted of only one piece of fabric which could not be burned or destroyed. The USA slung acid at it, which bounced off and burnt holes in the floor. They fired a rifle at it and the suit remained intact. It was said to be silvery gold, close-fitting, like a tunic, light and indestructible. Thor's ship was cloaked, which made it difficult to study. So essentially he had a Zelda-like tunic, which was indestructible. Pretty much. He had unlimited hearts. So did he just give it up to them? So he just got naked and was like, here you go. Yeah, basically. But to be fair, you see him in a suit in that picture. Mm-hmm. So he traded his tunic for a suit. Yes, he did. We'll get onto that. If this tunic sort of. is meant to be indestructible... Doesn't mean he couldn't take it off. you got to think, how did they get it off him? That's true, but... What did they offer? Why? We'll tickle your balls if you take your suit off. Mm. How like much does the tunic tickles. cover? Because if the tunic doesn't fully cover him, then why is the tunic itself bulletproof and all of this? So, I mean, if it doesn't cover his legs, you could potentially kneecap him. Remember, it looked like a tunic that was all one piece of fabric. So it did cover him, but obviously a tunic, you'd have your leggings on 
and yes. then like a bit over the top of it and a shirt underneath. So it was kind of like different textures. Did it include but it was all... the leggings and the boots? Did it cover his head? I don't know about head. So he could have been headshot and... But they didn't head. headshot him. No, but he could have. Could have. So Thor and his crew gave advice on policy and interacting with other aliens. Before you immediately decide that this is bullshit... I haven't immediately decided that. I have taken my time... Dis- not discussing... Right, right, right. <laughs> I've taken my time taking in what you have told me so far. And you're in. And have come to a conclusion which is quite similar to that of bullshit. But I will let you continue before I... Gospel truth. Carry on. So just take this next fact in. During his time here... Thor showed up at a few conventions where he spoke any language known to man. Oh, yeah. Did he, though? Yeah. How did they know? The conventions were put together by a lifetime abductee. Thor found it very upsetting how believers were treated on Earth despite being in line with the actual universal truth. So, did they have someone from that speaks every language... At that convention. Every language that he was asked to speak, he spoke. That's not to say someone from every language in existence was there, just they, he could speak everything that was tested. So, so someone one witness says. <laughs> so someone that could speak German, French, Italian and English. They said, oh, okay, speak German. And he speaks German. And he went, nine! So he speaks four languages Evidence. and they're convinced. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there so much as he was convinced. Okay, this one person (laughs) is convinced. Right. So the photo earlier was from a convention, and we have another here where you can clearly see the same chap from the earlier photo. (laughs) It's not high quality, but here you go. So again... Look at the length of him. This chap you say is... uh... Like kneeling over to be in line with someone that's standing up. Yeah, but this is his crew. So look in the background, you can see a normal-sized person who looks tiny in comparison. No. <laughs> you can see her though, right? Kev. No. Yeah. You can see no. her, you can see her, you know you can. There's just three normal-sized beings there. And the person Unless, in the background. And the person um, in the background. I can't even make out if that's a person. <laughs> <laughs> but unless you put them up against like, regular-sized people, I'm not going to say that they are over seven foot. Okay, so I'm taking that as a confirmation that you're on board. Thor explained that his race lived underground and that many planets in the universe sustain life through the same manner, which may make them harder to detect. Now, obviously, we know that Venus is a very non-hospitable planet, but is it possible that beneath the surface, living conditions could be achieved? Yes, it is! It could be. We don't know. Mm-hmm. What goes on down in the underground? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thor. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point to make or you not got a point to make? You son of a gun. <laughs> Carry on, Son yo. of a billy. Thor left Earth on March the 16th, 1960, returning to Venus. The story of Thor got out via strangers, as I said. Strangers were sought out by Thor as Dr. Strangers. Oh, did I mention he was a doctor? Was a devout religious man and follower of Jesus Christ. Dr. Strangers was sought out by Thor because he was an ordained preacher 
He was sought out via a mutual friend, Ms. Warren, who Thor had developed a trusting relationship with in the Pentagon. Ms. Warren approached Doctor Strangers following a talk he gave. Coincidentally, the photographer from the convention earlier had given photos of Thor to Doctor Strangers, and so when Miss Warren approached him and asked if he'd like to meet Thor, obviously he did. So ordained preachers are trustworthy, right? Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm not buying this. <laughs> really? Did, I really couldn't uh, Did Doctor Strangers was he sought out because he had an infinity stone? Is this for trying to save the galaxy? For Thanos. Well, he is. It's not for Thanos. He's trying to save the galaxy in general. I said before Thanos. Oh, Bathor. 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 <laughs> Thor. <laughs> yes. Perhaps that may right. well be it. Right. At the moment, I think this is the Doctor's way of trying to incite peace mm-hmm. throughout humanity with like a fearmonger tactic or scaremonger tactic. Okay. He's not been able to get through to his, or been able to get through to his congregation, let's say, but not the worldwide. So he can cox this massive story of this alien that visits the president. And I think, isn't there a statistic out there where more Americans believe in aliens than they do Jesus? Oh, I think I have seen that, yeah. So he's decided I will use the alien route to get people on board because if aliens believe in Jesus you should believe in Jesus (laughs) I was thinking something quite similar in the back of my mind just before you went onto that trail actually so that saved me bringing that up and shooting myself in the foot (laughs) as Miss Warren took Doctor Strangers into the Pentagon during security checks staff saw identification on Doctor Strangers that actually wasn't there more Jedi Jedi tricks once in Thor's apartment can we just call him Doctor Strange? <laughs> okay. Awesome. Once in Thor's apartment, Thor confirmed to Doctor Strange that Jesus was not just the saviour on Earth, but he was saviour to all of the universe. Thor said that the Bible existed throughout the universe and learning of Doctor Strange, this is why Thor wanted to meet him. Thor explained to Doctor Strange that he, Don, Jill and Tanya were a species created by God before Adam and Eve, and whom had never fallen from grace. No apples were eaten. So are they essentially angels? In well, oh, well, technically that would make us angels too, wouldn't it? If we're saying that they were created by God, the only difference between them and us is oh, that yeah, they didn't true. fall from grace. Oh yeah, they. So if he created, for example, a alternative Earth where the apple was never eaten, hmm. they were the. But then oh, okay, that yeah. does make me think, if they didn't eat the apple, why did Venus get scorched? Because that ain't like Earth now. Nothing's like Earth now. During Strange's visits, Doctor Strange saw Thor's, Thor's brother, Don, walk Not through... Loki? Nope, he was busy. Thor's brother, Don, walk through walls. Like Loki. <laughs> well, I guess they're kind of related. By <laughs> <Fun> adoption. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thor told Strangers Strange. Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange that the government was testing his IQ with it believed to be close to or over 200. For reference, Einstein's IQ was about 160. Whilst that does sound impressive, there are people who have scored over 200. For example, at the age of 10, 
Marilyn Sosavant scored... Or was that Marilyn Dosavon? I can't remember. But she scored 228. Around 1999, US resident and self-taught Christopher Langhan, who worked as a doorman, wrote a cognitive theoretic model of the universe and was of an IQ between 195 and 210. The highest precise score ever was reported to be 263 and belongs to a child at the time, Anan Cowley, who was taking final year chemistry at eight years of age. He's now around 20 years of age. Meanwhile, one chap was estimated to be between 250 and 300. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's mental. Do you know what your IQ is? You don't want to know mine. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a test for a very long time. Mine's 400, yo! <laughs> I, I scored higher than Einstein. <laughs> IQ tests don't really mean anything. No, they don't. Scored five. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven. The FBI officially looked into Doctor Strangers. Strange. (laughs) They looked into Doctor Strangers. Strange. (laughs) As he had claimed being a private investigator and working alongside government agencies. Particularly when talking about his confusion over Thor's lack of fingerprints. The FBI were keen for Doctor Strange to cease these claims. Thor told Doctor Strange that humans have fingerprints because they have been marked by God due to Adam and Eve's sin. Now it all makes sense, doesn't it? So he's an investigator now, as well as uh, a doctor. And a man of God. Was it ordained? Mm-hmm. The FBI are now involved. There's a lot of fingers in Mm-hmm. Don't trust this Doctor Strange. Thor no Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Thor told Doctor Strange that he was in contact with other religious men around the world, as political leaders were only interested in economic or power gain. Mm-hmm. On March the 16th, 1963, years to the day of his arrival, Thor and the crew vanished from Earth. Vanished. Did he do an Obi Wan where um, you got cut and like literally robes just drop? <laughs> He may well have. They could have been testing that tunic. They shot a bullet at him, and just <laughs> as it impacted, God. Mm. So he appears out of the blue, and he vanishes. Mm-hmm. So we have no picture of his ship or anything like that that have been released mm-hmm. to the public. Nope. No one saw his ship arrive. No one saw it leave. It was cloaked. Mm. There you have that one. Over the years prior to his death around 2008 or so, Doctor Strange had suggested that he still met with Thor and sometimes went back to Venus with him. Thor conveyed to Doctor Strange that he has a specific timeline in which he will reveal himself to the wider public. But for now, Thor's orders are to entrust with superior knowledge those who have proven themselves. Such as Doctor Strange. This is some bullshit. (laughs) I mean... Those with superior knowledge and those that have proven themselves. Mm-hmm. That's just a cover-up. For? Because you could just turn around and say, oh, he's not showing himself to anyone else because you're just not intelligent enough. You're not worthy. Exactly. I mean, it's not like we're trying to pick up Milnier. <laughs> it's Doctor Strange. I feel Is like you're going to... twat. You're going to really like this next bit. 
So Sick. this is going to convince you. So in I can hear the lie in your voice. <laughs> so in the decade between meeting Thor and publishing publishing oh, oh, yeah. his book, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange published two books about UFOs and produced two UFO documentaries. He made no mention of Thor, despite it seeming that meeting a true extraterrestrial would be the most important event in human history. Why didn't he mention it? Because he'd not thought of it. (laughs) Um, When was Thor in the comic books created? Mm, I can't remember if I looked into that as part of this file or not. Maybe we'll come back to that. I don't remember for now. This guy is... uh... Is falling into the categories of Adamski. He's not quite a Romanek. He no. And he's not quite a John Fum. But he he's definitely Adamski level. Yeah, he's that next tier down. Mm-hmm. He's not quite made it to the hall, but he's on the steps, <laughs> sitting outside, Just sitting outside, busking. <laughs> To be fair, looking for other explanations, it could well be that Doctor Strange wanted to be a UFO author, having been inspired by War of the Worlds, and in some ways, he did achieve that goal. But there was a little-known film around 1954, not long before Doctor Strange's book, called something like The Stranger from Venus, in which a man from Venus comes to Earth to warn people about the destructive, Uh, deadly power of the atom. Um, The Stranger from Venus... Bitch. <laughs> Son of a gun. But coincidental, right? Yeah, I mean, just about. He's finally found uh, the material to write a book from. Reminds me a little bit at this point of Whitley Strieber. Yeah, it does actually. Mm. So, just trying to think if he was. Was he greedy? Like, did he want the money or did he want the fame? Mm, possibly a little bit, but he was never, like, absolutely minted. It wasn't like he... Yeah, but that is that what he was going for? Hmm, perhaps. An alternative theory is that Thor was not an alien at all. Lucifer is a Latin name for Venus, also known as the Morning Star. These are other names for the devil. What if the devil came here to try to convince people that one religion is right to send the world into chaos? Thor was not an alien because Thor wasn't real. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I don't think that the devil came here to try and send the world into chaos. Mm -hmm. This is just one guy that was trying to either get money or fame by writing a book following what he'd seen in a film but tried to put his own spin on it so that he couldn't get um, mm. copyright claim okay possibly yeah I've just remembered something about this chap that I'll jump onto at you, the end you say okay as if I'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> so that about does it for my file today <laughs> to summarise we've had Valiant Thor showing up to spread the word of peace and prevent nuclear war He mined Kung Fu's police officers into ultimately taking him to the president, but his message is basically ignored. Thor gave it three years to change Earth's ways, but the USA basically tried to keep him prisoner in a swanky apartment while testing him and his clothes. Thor could dematerialise at will and turned up at a few conventions and was photographed. 
Then he summons a religious man, Doctor Strange, to meet him and spread the good word. Doctor Strange was a religious man and a UFO author. Ultimately, Thor's mission failed and he disappeared three years later. I'd just like to reiterate that when he showed up at these conventions, he literally disappeared from, from, from? <laughs> I've said Thor too much and now I want to say Thor. He disappeared from, from. from his swanky apartment at the Pentagon and turned up. Like they just couldn't keep their hands on him. So essentially he just found a way to get out of the room. Disappeared. Literally or disappeared. bribed his guards. Literally disappeared. Did he have guards at the Whoosh. door? Yeah. Bribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see him. I didn't open the door. There was no security cameras. So, well, to be fair, I don't know if there were security cameras, but no. This is in the same way that Adamski wrote books. This guy's doing the same. There is no... Don't speak for, ill of the dead. There is no for. He just wanted... I don't know if he wanted money or he wanted fame. He wanted something. Mm. But it's not real. And being... Was it, Was he a priest? Was he a minister? Yeah. Minister, I think. So mixing that with UFOs, of course, is going to bring an angle about how we should all... Yeah. Um follow the word of God and if people are going to believe that four is real and an alien is saying look you should believe in God we do too like I said earlier this is a good way to get more people in and there are more people are going to go to him because he's written it he's on the steps <laughs> he's he's not in he's he's sitting on the steps outside of Radamski okay so are you saying that it was aliens I am saying this is a well-crafted story from a good writer at the time Mm -hmm. that clearly got some people to believe it, but it wasn't aliens. Okay, I'm not saying it was aliens either. I've just got a few things to tell you about him now that we've agreed it's not aliens. Okay. (laughs) And you'll understand why I couldn't tell you these earlier in a second. So obviously, Strangers made his living off Thor. He released something like 12 books and a screenplay. He went to lots of conventions. (laughs) He tells the story slightly differently each time, like he's trying to perfect a stand-up routine, Mm. including some really bad jokes. When he died, a director started a funding campaign saying that before Doctor Strange has died, he made sure Thor would one day get his movie financed and put him in touch with this director bloke. (laughs) But he was dead at this point, obviously, so that's not his fault. (laughs) But (laughs) here comes the real one. Obviously, Doctor Strange has said he had many degrees and doctorates. He's Doctor Strange. They're all fake, aren't they? An investigator probed Strange's life, and as it happens, those which could be proven turned out to be falsified. (laughs) (laughs) Strange Strange's claimed, but in reality, definitely did not graduate from London or Asia, for example. Basically, he was a known con man. He wasn't a doctor at all. I didn't pop that in the story. It was pretty clear that it wasn't aliens. <laughs> and I didn't think you needed to be pushed over the edge quite yet. <laughs> and um, the common assumption is that the photos of Strange are actually... Sorry, the photos of Thor are actually photos of Strange himself. <laughs> so he was a con man telling the story, but generally everyone knew that he was... Telling a story, yeah. like a stand-up routine kind of thing. Called it. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I don't think he's quite on that horrid Romanic 
no. level because it's a little more on the nose. The Adamski level. It's like level. a routine. He's like perfected a lot. Not. Yeah. Kind of con artist rather than just horrid. Yeah. Yeah. Not aliens. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for listening today, guys and girls, as we continue to bring you the most true lies and everything in between. If you'd like to interact with us on the socials, you can find us on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. We're on the gram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. We're on Facey B, where you can join us at Extraterrestrial Towers, our group. You've been listening to But It Was Aliens. And remember, if in doubt, hashtag probe. Out there, probe that motherfucker. <laughs> probe, yeah, probe, yeah. Probe. Mm. Probe. I do, I do, I do. Oh.